Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about how mealtime stress can affect our lives. And I want to come at this from two different points of view. First off, how the mealtime itself can be stressful. And then I also want to make sure that we cover how stress can lead to difficulties at mealtime because of eating being one of the only stress relievers someone might have. But mealtime stress can really impact our lives. I mean, to have anxiety at the dinner table day in and day out, I can just feel it. It's tension. And we eat three meals a day often, many of us or some of us. And so when food and mealtime becomes stressful, it can feel like it's ruling your whole life. So we want to take a look at it and consider how we can make it easier all the way around. Because it does affect our lives, our family, and their anxiety too. Now, it's completely normal to encounter difficulties when it comes to mealtime, especially if you're eating in a family setting and there's different age children and adults having their own likes and dislikes. However, we must acknowledge the stress we experience around this aspect of our lives and how stress significantly impacts our collective well-being. So some of the things that could be affecting us is the mealtime being stressful, leading whoever's at the table who is already anxious to have them have higher anxiety levels. Both the parents and the children could be involved in this. This not only makes the experience of eating a meal together less enjoyable, but it can also lead to long-term anxiety issues for family members. And I want to also say, having spent a lot of time working with women and men who had disordered eating, that this mealtime can be a place where these things begin to spring up. And like I said earlier, because it's often a place where stress can be relieved when there's no other stress outlet. Being 
in a position where you can control your food is, believe it or not, a stress outlet. So when you see children wanting to control their food, they're trying to exert themselves. So one of the things that comes up with disordered eating is when we don't let the children follow their own internal body cues about what to eat and how much to eat. Again, like last show, I talked about alcohol and I didn't want it to be a moral issue. I don't want food to be a moral issue either. Like we get that way sometimes around food. There's the good way to eat and the bad way to eat. And of course, we all want to eat for our health and well-being. But there's a fine line there where we can go over the edge and become compulsive or obsessive about how we are handling food for ourselves and the little ones perhaps around us. So we want to encourage, if we see that kind of thing popping up at the table where somebody's trying to exert their own power and relieve their own stress at the meal time with the food, you may want to note that and just encourage healthy expression of feelings in other ways. And, you know, it's tender. Each family is different and our mealtimes are all different. But the more it can be a calm and happy place, the better off we all are. So actually striving to do that could be in your best interest because the stress and tension, the conflict that could be associated with mealtime often results in that same tension and conflict going out into the whole family, even when we're not at the dinner table. Arguments or power struggles can create real negative atmospheres that linger long after the mealtime is over. And it can really affect the overall harmony of the household. And so I think that mealtime can be a beautiful place to actually bring in some of your stress-relieving behaviors or practices that you've been learning, that you've been maybe experimenting with. Bring them to the table. Talk to your children or all the family members at the table. It could be grandmas and grandpas too and aunts, who knows, at the table. But we could be talking about taking a moment before the meal to have gratitude. It doesn't have to be the big Thanksgiving grace or prayer or going around the whole table, but it could be depending on your family and what you all want to do. But that can set us up for being more relaxed at the dinner table and enjoying the meal rather than trying to rush through it. And on that note, It could even be a time to experiment with things, depending on how open your family members are, of course. Actually having maybe a moment, meaning one minute, 60 seconds in the meal where everyone is quiet or no one is talking could be a great time to actually bring in. Now, if that's going to make the mealtime or the table more stressful, well, obviously, you know your family better than I do, then that would not be the time or the place. But consider these things. Because we are there together, and why have it be more tense and raising conflicts if we can steer it in a different direction? It may take some creativity, but it could be great because it can have a great impact on your health. 
stress can interfere with our body's ability to actually digest the food and potentially leading to digestive problems and other health issues that can go out from there. So when mealtimes become stressful, it can negatively affect our family's eating habits and overall nutrition. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. Some people, I just know people like this, they have like guts of steel, like nothing, nothing seems to bother them. They can digest anything, no matter how fast or slow they eat and all as well. But not everybody's like that. We all have different nervous systems, and some of us are really skittish, and we may only do well if we're eating in a peaceful and quiet environment. So check out the family, like get the temperature of the meal time and see if you can't help to bring it down a little bit as you try out some different things. Because our children learn a lot from mealtime. It's an opportunity actually for learning, for exploration, and the development of healthy eating habits. And by that, I don't mean like that you're going to have the food pyramid. I guess that's where we're at right now. They change it all the time, the food pyramid, and be pointing out everything. No, but by having healthy eating habits, meaning you offer a good, well-balanced meal for them. And maybe if you're trying something new, you talk to them about it to see maybe where it came from, what it's about. I think kids are pretty curious when they're small and don't be freaked out if their little palate doesn't like it. It happens. We all probably had things that, whoa, it did not agree with our palate and we love it today. We learn how to grow into different tastes. Our tongue and taste buds actually learn and accept different foods as we grow older So don't let them be upsetting to you. I guess the point here is that you'll want to keep your stress level low. Now, I know if you're the mom out there, the old saying used to be that the mom really set the whole attitude for the family. Now, that's a lot of pressure, I know. But I remember if I was kind of stressed and freaking out, well, everything could much more easily fall apart in my house. So I can see where that happens. I don't know if that's just because I was a stay-at-home mom. Maybe that doesn't hold true if everybody's working in the house. I don't know. But that was the old saying, that the mother set the emotional tone for the house. So (laughs) yes, guys, okay, I'm to blame. (laughs) We all did the best we could. So Yeah, the table is a great place for our kids to learn those healthy eating habits and meaning not to eat too fast or too slow, or it's a good place for you as a parent, especially as your kids become teenagers and they become more maybe concerned about how their body looks. You can see where they're at. Are they just pushing food around the plate or are they eating everything in sight, or are they requesting certain foods so that they can build more muscles or what, you know, pay attention to all that and be curious with your kids about it rather than freaking out. Don't have to jump into high alarm 
right away. There's a lot that can happen that you can handle calmly, but being aware of what's going on and what the children at the table as they become teenagers are experiencing can be really helpful for you. And you can see how they might be overly concerned with how they look and not eating or maybe they're eating too much. Maybe this is their stress relief at the table. The funny thing is with food, you can't make people eat. I mean, you can try to bribe them. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink kind of thing. And early on, little beings in this world learn that. You can put food in their mouth and they can spit it out. It can become a real battle. And that is the thing you want to stay as far away from as you can. So try to keep those mealtimes just on a pleasant note. And just take note in your mind if you see something that's caught your interest, you know, somebody eating too much, somebody not eating enough, complaints, you know, just pay attention. Like I said, it's a wonderful time when we're all sitting there together. And it's important to remember that we're not alone in facing these challenges. Like, you might think in your house, oh my gosh, I think I'm the only person that's going through this. But no, many families and those who live alone actually also encounter mealtime stress at different points in our lives. And the good news is that strategies and resources are available to help us address and alleviate this mealtime stress. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now, wouldn't it be great if we could have an in-home chef like that would alleviate my stress of finishing work late and then being hungry and going, oh no, and now I have to cook? <laughs> But that is not happening. So it would be nice, but most of us don't have that. So what can we do? Especially if we're in the family situation, there's more than just ourselves to think about. We either have a spouse or a mate and children and maybe multi-generations in the family. And so here is where our open and honest communication is so helpful because 
we can share our concerns and our challenges that are related to the mealtime. And you can talk to your family about what you're experiencing. It could be a great way to begin to support one another because we often think, oh, they, they all should know that I need help in the kitchen before dinner. Like, yeah, yeah, they probably do know, but they probably don't know that you want their help. So this is where we have to learn to communicate a little bit better. We can do that first by getting really straight with ourselves. There's all kinds of different personalities out there. Some people may be demanding that certain family members help. I get it. That's great. You know, as long as everybody's happy with that and it's not causing any stress. But a lot of people also just back off. Oh my gosh, this is exhausting, but I have to do it. I have to do it myself. And that can be changed. You can actually get clear on what's important to you. Is it important to you to have help? What kind of help do you want before the dinner? Do you want someone to set the table? Do you want someone to chop vegetables? Do you want someone to help afterwards so that you don't have so much to do afterwards? I think when we can actually take a few minutes to get clear with ourselves, we can begin to alleviate some of the stress that we might ourselves be bringing to the dinner table. Nothing like sitting down being all resentful (laughs) and exhausted and hungry. That is not a good combination. And if you're not the person who is doing most of the dinner prep work, maybe you could just from hearing this get the idea like, oh, maybe I could help the person in my house who is responsible for getting the meals on the table every night. It's a big deal. And we can then be honest with the people around us once we're honest with ourselves. Once we know what our needs and wants are, that's the first step. What do I need? What do I want? And getting really clear about it. And I'm talking about this around food and the dinner table right now to have that be less stress. But I also think you can do this with everything in your life. What do I need and what do I want? And then actually brainstorm on a piece of paper or in your journal what you would like it to look like. What would you like to have help with? Because then we can actually maybe cross off the things that were too much of a reach. (laughs) We can dream, right? But maybe pick one of the easy ones and make that need or want known to the people who can help you. It does us no good to just hold all this information inside of us and be angry and resentful because the people around us weren't mind readers and couldn't help us. We think it would be obvious that things should be done, but it's not obvious to people who are not responsible for it day in and day out. It really isn't. Who's responsible is us to let other people know what we need and what we want. And we can do it in a a very nice way. It can be fun. I mean, you can even make a game out of it or make a chart on the refrigerator of what's going to be done by who. You know, I'm just trying to keep life playful around dinner because 
I worked for so long with so many people who were using food as their way to deal with life. And I see it very clearly how the mealtime is a huge part of that. It's not all of it by any means. But we would have group meals, or I would take them to dinner. I would take them shopping. There were a lot of different things we did. But the meal time was the most stressful. It's horribly painful for people who have used food and their meal times as a way of having some control in their lives or for dealing with the stress in their lives. So if you see stress at your dinner table, make note of that. Make note of it and pay attention in the other parts of your life too with these people and see if there is some common threads. Is it about the food? Is it about stress? Are they nervous? Are they trying to control because they're angry and they don't know how to express it? I'm sort of going off into a tangent here, but there's a lot of that happening at all the meals, all the time. Believe me, I have talked to these parents and I have worked with these people and it's something that we can work on a change. Like there's so much hope, but we don't want to add any more stress and anxiety into our homes. And the mealtime can be a great place for you to keep things calmer and cooler. And you can do that by creating a positive environment in your home. We could all work together at our mealtimes to have a more relaxed experience for everyone. I don't know. I can think of all kinds of things like would playing music in the background be helpful? Maybe some ocean sounds. I mean, it sounds like, oh my gosh, who has time to do one more thing at the mealtime? It can make a difference. And this might involve even introducing some fun activities, such as having the kids come up with a favorite recipe they would like to have you try or you all try together. Something like that, of bringing like a focus of joy to eating as a family. And then as the adults in the house I want us all to remember that change takes time. And so we need to be patient with ourselves and each other as we work toward reducing mealtime stress, even if this mealtime stress is yours. If you are the one who is uncomfortable with eating, if you are someone who used to control your food or are controlling your food as your stress reducer, there's a whole nother direction I can go with you there, but we won't do that today. Our well-being, whether we live alone or in a family setting, is our responsibility and it is of the utmost importance. And by being cognizant of the stress and the strain that we may have around mealtime, we can begin to create a healthier, happier mealtime environment for all of us. So if you have any specific concerns or ideas on tackling mealtime stress, feel free to share them with us. I'd be happy to hear your thoughts and suggestions on how you make a positive change in your mealtimes. And maybe I can gather a bunch of these and share them on the show. 
I really appreciate you being a part of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast listening family. And let's all be more aware and move forward to create a more relaxed and enjoyable mealtime experience. I'll see you in a few more days. And now for today's quote. In times of stress, it's not what we eat, but how we eat that can make a difference. And that's from Kelly Rudolph. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.